Why do I even have sound effects when you're here, Kyle? Who needs sound effects when, yeah, basically, you're a regular uh, Carl Weathers. That's not the right name at all. That is, you're a regular. Uh, Carl Banks. Carl Barks, the creator of Banks? Yeah, from uh, Fresh Prince. Oh, I was thinking of, um, I was thinking of the dude from Police Academy. Oh. Yeah. The Beeps, Sweeps, and the Creeps. Yeah, the beep sweeps and creeps, but that is not from Police Academy. That's from same uh, Spaceballs. But yeah, it's the same guy. Spaceballs. Yeah, same dude. You're basically him. You're oh, you're okay. that good at sound effects that you're basically the same person, except you're very white. I'm not. I'm not very at all though. Not at all though. Not at all. You're not except at all white. The fact that I'm not at all though. I'm not. I'm, not I'm like pretty. That guy. I'm pretty sure you're all. I you're can make definitely white. I could do the. What it's was a, that? It's a horn. That was a that was a it was a a, a clown nose, right? <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. The first time was a little weak. Sorry, you had to ease into it. You had to ease it into it again. In <laughs> I haven't played with it in a while. Title my sex tape. Yeah. Um. Flip so, that. hey guys, how you doing? Welcome to a special episode of Side Quests. I'm Alan. I'm Kyle. Why do you do that every time, Kyle? You make me look stupid. Why? Because I, I just said, I just said, Kyle, I'm Kyle. Stop trying to make you say your name faster than me. Do anything like that. Why are you trying to be better than me? Okay. Just say my name, okay? I can say my name faster if I wanted to. I just don't want to. You know. I said it so fast. I just said it right there. You didn't even hear me say it. So you can. Oh man! Now it's now it's a competition. Drop the mic. You really don't drop the mic. Because it's going to take, if you drop the mic, your computer is going to shut down and freak out on you and delete all your files and then delete the rest of the podcast off the internet because that's our luck. You know, that's our luck. It'll, it will sometimes just like stop functioning. Yeah. But it won't crash or it will look like it's working, but it won't be working. It's, it's, I have a weird luck with electronics. Both of us do. I feel like every time we've ever started something. In the past, every time we've tried to start a project, um, the first three episodes at least are just rife with technical issues. It happened with nostalgia goggles, right? Yeah. Nostalgia, nostalgia. I said it right this time, the first time, and then I second guessed myself. I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's incorrect either way. Well, I think nostalgia sounds better, and nostalgia sounds like I'm trying to say it weird. Nostalgia it weird sounds something mouth. somebody would say in the north. Nostalgia. Yeah. It's I've fine. got real nostalgia for it. I like yeah. either or, man. I go both ways. The point Nostalgia, is nostalgia. that's the title of my sex tape. Um, the point is that uh, when we did Nostalgia Goggles, like we had issues the first three episodes. There's only four. <laughs> no, wait, there's only three, right? We did um, we did there's Lego only, Island. There's two. There's Mist and Lego Island. No, Miss Lego we Island did, and Ice oh, Hockey. Oh, we did Ice Hockey. We were Ice Hockey do... did. Ice Hockey worked great. I forgot somehow. What, yeah, I forgot one when we were going to do the last one that got that failed. It Deer Hunter do... Three. Deer Hunter Three. Yeah. We were gonna go out into the forest. We were gonna. For those of you who don't know, Nostalgia Goggles was a project we did. You can look this up on YouTube. Although the word Nostalgia Goggles brings up a whole lot of stuff because we weren't exactly high in the search results. Um, but really sift. Yeah, you do. Uh, but if you type in the name of the games we did, usually it comes up. So We're Hungry Dinosaur, isn't that what channel it's under? I think so. Yeah, it's still Hungry Dinosaur, I think, which was like back in the day when I was thinking, okay, I want to do a bunch of different things. So we'll make one big name that's unsearchable and nobody will ever know what it means. And that'll be the name for everything we do is this stupid name that means nothing. <laughs> It means Which, teenagers with attitude. It wants to and, be fun. Uh, Goat Punch was the other was the other name we yeah. came up with. That was like that was that was <sighs> the uh, hand holder for all uh, uh, night gamers, wasn't it? Engine D pad. Yeah, we were like we were gonna do Goat Punch as like a uh, to continue the stuff we were doing with Gen D pad. I think we were gonna do like more podcasting and and but under a different name. 
And yeah. We we also wanted it to be like for all of our stuff. Like we were going to do animations and things like that. And we're like, we'll come up with a silly name. Um, because I don't know. We we had no. We we never thought like, is this going to be searchable? Is this going to be something people will look at and say, I think I kind of know what this means. Um, so we, you know, we had no business acumen and no internet like knowledge at the time. Yeah. We were just like, let's just make something that's fun. Which we're little internet baboos. Yeah. You know, we were babies. We were babies. But it's okay. You know, I mean, like, it was fun. That's that's all that matters. Yeah. It was a blast. Yeah, it really was. And we're still having a blast because we're doing this. Yep. Three, four podcasts later, we're still trucking. <laughs> we are. You know, like, the world can't keep us down. You know, right. we, we we had a podcast that took, like, we, we our first podcast, maybe we can, maybe we can do this as the beginning of the episode, uh, but, like, it, we're start, we're starting with this. Um, we have done so many projects together. Our first podcast was a YouTube show. So, yeah, back in the day, we called it a podcast because it was audio only. And I think we did release the audio to those episodes on iTunes eventually when we started the first podcast we did. And it was just a gaming interest show. Um, I think originally wasn't our vision to interview Let's Players. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Yeah, we that was all night gamers, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And yeah, we first. Yeah, we did Rock, Paper, Mario. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool guy from Ireland. If you haven't heard of him, he's on YouTube. Yeah, Rock Paper Mario. Cool guy. Mm-hmm. Look him up. And that was a fun interview. And we talked about Pokemon Yellow, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I watched it recently. It's actually, despite the fact that we're like, our audio quality is not good because we're both doing it on headsets that we bought for like $80. Um, which is not a, you know, I mean they were expensive headsets and they had good audio quality for a headset, but it sounds terrible now because everything is advanced so far and consumer technology is yeah. like way better than it used to be. And before that, I mean, we can go back to going back even further to our roots. We started out on a little YouTube channel known as sweet victory 117. Of course. Yeah. And that I, is where we really started. I was using a mic. I paid like $10 for and one of my first let's plays was body harvest. You had that little awful. microphone that had a stand on your desk. Right, I think that or it was a little crappy headset. I think your first thing was one of those stick mics that you would stand on your desk and it would go right in your face. And then you switch to a headset. We both got like these Turtle Beach headsets that sounded a little bit better. And they both broke. Yes, they were not very well made. Nope. The audio quality was okay, but it was definitely like not an ideal situation. No. But we were we were thinking like, you know, use what you, you know. Uh, use something that's going to be multi-purpose. We can yeah. we can use it for gaming, and we can use it for that. Recording. And I had limited resources at the time, so you know, I was a college student. You know, I didn't have any money, so I had to make yeah. with what I, make do with what I had. Yes, um, exactly. And I did, of course, I didn't have knowledge either about like audio quality and stuff like that. I was just making right. stuff because it was fun. Yeah, no, both of us. We started that channel just to have fun. And I think it stayed that way for the entire time that, you know, we, we were both on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that YouTube channel got reasonably popular for a, an early let's play channel. This was before game grumps and before YouTube changed the algorithm to like favor gameplay channels. Not that they did that on purpose, but they just did it to favor things that were longer than 10 minutes and would keep people on the site. Yeah. Um, but around the time, and I'm not blaming Game Grumps because I'm like a regular Game Grumps watcher, right? I yeah. I love their stuff. I watch it all the time. I was just watching 10 Minute Power Hour uh, with Sam before these. we started recording. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're both we're both big fans of of Game Grumps. So not disparaging them at all. But around the time that they, I just mark it with them because when they started, it feels like everybody did it. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think PewDiePie was the one that that kind of really got the ball rolling on that. That's true. But I blame Game Grumps because I feel like they're my favorite. <laughs> I don't blame <laughs> yeah. them. But, but I, I feel like every but after after like PewDiePie and Game Grumps, it was like everybody had a gameplay channel. Yeah. Like every main YouTuber, everybody who was doing sketches like spun off into a secondary channel where it's they were. It's kind of true. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just were like, you know, you just get buried because there's too many popular people. And what's a little like 600 subscriber channel going to do? 
because uh, well, we I were mean, just getting traction when it, when the whole boom happened. I didn't really care about gaining traction. I, I we made a few people. I made a few friends. We played Minecraft together on the Brofist Empire. Long live Brofist Empire. Has nothing to do with PewDiePie, by the way. We all made we that. We did that first, Brofist by the way. Even a thing. We did. So, don't even say we're ripping off. <laughs> we got somebody that said we're ripping off PewDiePie. And I'm like, we've been using that term before PewDiePie joined the internet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's true. And then, you know, we made a few friends and, and, and I enjoyed making videos for that channel. So I still consider it a success. I still no, make so videos. Do, so do I. So I, I absolutely still consider it a success. I just mean to say, I feel like, you know, we were getting traction just by having fun with it. Yeah, and when the boom happened, we we got less and less views because we weren't doing it like a business, and we yeah. didn't care to. You know, we didn't, didn't. want to do it like a business. Got to have a face on the thumbnails and have to have this big font. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, everybody was doing face cam except for Game Grumps, which is a reason I kept following them because I hate face cam. I think it's stupid. I I don't I don't think it's necessary. Personally, There's some psychology behind it, but I mean, yeah, I think yeah. it's unnecessary. Just. Aaron yeah. and Aaron and Dan don't need it because like, even if no. they did have face cam, Aaron would probably end up breaking it or something anyway. So they're funny and charismatic enough without it. They have a show but, where you can see their face now. They, I mean, what's fine. There you go. But the point is, is I'm not saying I'm mad that we didn't like get big as let's players. Cause I don't care about that. Um, I don't even, I, I didn't want that, but I do feel like we were getting more popular in the let's play community. When Let's Playing was a small community of people, when it was like there were like 20 big Let's Players, you know, and we were like probably the B tier of Let's Players at the time. It was just not a it was not a big community. There wasn't a ton of like um, there wasn't a ton of uh, audience for it at the time. And then it got big and we just weren't interested in being like, okay, we have to upload two videos a day in order to stay relevant. It, just, it didn't matter to us that yeah way. i i like i said i never had any interest in monetizing any of those videos so i, I didn't care yeah so yeah and i'm then, totally totally with you yeah and then after that we made a really cool project that you should look up as well which is uh the game hunt what is it what do we call it oh retro um retro gamer the road trip yeah retro gamer the road trip good 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 worth Good, a little mini watch. documentary, um, and we put that together. It was actually for a uh, a graduate school class I was in at the time. We filmed the whole thing on a flip video camera, which oh yeah, at the time, if you were alive then, uh, <laughs> phone cameras phone cameras were not yet as good as handheld cameras. Like no. there was still a reason to have your own camera at home rather than just using your phone. Yeah, so. We bought a little flip camera. It was one of those ones. It was called a flip because you would hit a button and a USB port would come out and you could plug it into your computer directly. And it was very inconvenient. (laughs) It sounds like it'd be inconvenient, but like if you wanted it to be able to plug in, you had to have it setting like it had to be like plugged into a laptop, essentially. Otherwise, it would break the thing off. Yeah, it It was really bad. Wasn't the best design choice. For like a quarter of the filming, we had a huge grease smudge on the lens. Yeah. I mean, that's just our luck. That's our luck, though. I mean, for yeah. example. But it was super fun. It was amazing to it was really amazing to make. And we did we did a lot of stuff around those times. We um when we were both in college, we did the stop motion Sonic video. Um, oh, yeah. Good times. Yeah. I think it was like two days we took to make that. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember we a couple IHOP trips. It was like two days, and then the last day we just like worked all night. Yeah, we were up. We were up until like three a.m. doing shit, yeah. uh, two or three a.m., and then we went to IHOP afterward. Yeah, and then like we put it into the contest. And I, didn't we get like second or third? We got. Oops. Can't remember. It was it was all screwed up. There was uh, somebody hacking the voting system. One of the people who really wanted to win like screwed with the voting system. Oh and yeah, they, ha- they had it- to shut down the voting system and bring in judges to choose who won the contest. It was to to give you some background. It was a stop motion Sonic video for Sonic's twentieth birthday contest, and we were entering. So yeah, not not that yeah, much okay. background, I guess. <laughs> no. But it was it was a really cool contest. It was fun to participate in, and 
I remember thinking back at those entries because beforehand it was people would go and vote. And the guy yes. that was in first was like, there's no reason he should be in first. It was a really bad video. Yeah, it wasn't that. I mean, no offense to them. I'm sure they tried, but it just wasn't very good. Like, it yeah. wasn't at first place. I mean, there were some people. Like it, I mean, we did good work, but I can acknowledge that there were some people that did better. Yes. Yeah. Or at least on the same level. Yeah. And the judges picked something that was, you know, it it was definitely different than ours. I don't think really comparable. I think we were as good as the winner. Personally, I think our video was really creative. I think we should have won. And I think we would have won had the voting been not rigged. (laughs) Yeah. But again, uh, it, it all sort of fell apart. And then somebody else, you know, got to do it. I'm not bitter. It's okay. We'll get him next year, Tex. Yeah. I actually, like, that That video has been uploaded in, like, 50 different places on the internet. Uh, did you know it has, uh, I think, 12,000 views? Not bad. Tw- Twelve or 19,000 views now? Like, people are still checking it out. The only video that has gotten more views on that channel is the, like, some acapella video I did of Gravity Falls. Oh, yeah. That was a pretty popular one. I remember that. Yeah, it got like 21,000 views. It's very weird. I don't know why. I guess people like the cartoon. Somebody wanted to hear that. <laughs> I mean, Gravity Falls is good. Yeah, it's a really good show. Uh, and then we... <laughs> I guess we tried to make All Night Gamers out of, again, uh, a podcast. Yeah, at some point done... we... Yeah, we, we did that. And then this was the same time we did a collaboration with uh three other guys yeah it was psycho zygon canar um and then and there, maybe there's three or four there was a guy that was doing a mario hack playthrough that i was really into a sad he didn't i started like light force or something like that i don't remember his name but i anyways. remember what you're talking about yeah light was in his name like light wave or yeah, lightman this, by the way this know. is the same for those of you who might know them if you're if you watch gameplay videos on youtube psycho is uh on youtube and he's pretty popular so i mean a lot of people he I mean he really took up took off after yeah. uh gen pad ended and he actually started out in, in uh, gen pad doing gamer vision and he actually before mm-hmm. that he was in psychotic lps yes but. he was like one of the more popular uh lpers at the time he would do um he'd do these videos on, on Saturdays or Sundays. I can't remember. It's called psychotic Saturday, I think. Yeah. And he would highlight LPers in the community. So it was this very, like, um, it was a very small community and that's how we initially, you know, got our first boost. That's how we got our audience was, uh, people from the, uh, psychotic Saturday video that we got featured in. Yeah. Cause him and somebody named silver Trinity would do like uh, weekend specials. Which I thought was pretty Most, cool. Mostly Psycho, though. Silver wasn't super. Uh, yeah, it's too bad. They were. They were he wasn't they very active. Birthday videos to each other. It was. It was adorable. Yeah, <laughs> I I miss those days. The the LP community was so small. Everybody knew each other. Um, it was like cheers. You know. It, yeah, you go where everybody knows everybody your name. Knows but your name. for real, like we had a lot of you know a lot of good memories from that. We did a lot of, we were streaming back when, you know, again, streaming wasn't super popular then. Yeah, it was just getting streaming. started. That was a blast. Remember that time my ex uh-huh. yelled at me in the stream. That was crazy pants. It was great. It was wonderful. It was great. Yeah. Go back in 10 out of 10. It was great. Was I in yep. the room for that? That was wild. Do what? Was I in the room for that? Yes, you were in, cause it was, you were in the living room. The kitchen's kind of attached. And she right. was arguing with me about something. I don't remember yeah. what it was, but we got into a fight. It was street. pretty. It was pretty wild. <laughs> but uh, in my defense, in her defense, whichever, uh-huh. she actually does have a mental problem. So I mean, we could we could put it on that now. I'm not trying to like, you know, no, like her. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, 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 no. You, you, you're being really nice. You're like, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, forgive this person, and I've moved on. Uh, me, I mean. <laughs> she's the worst person in the world to me because she hurt my best friend. So I will never forgive her, but yeah. I'm glad that you have the emotional maturity to do that. <laughs> I I just don't, I don't really hate anybody. My, my, my wife's the same way. So don't feel bad. She Kyle said is that, uh, way too nice of a person. She Let's said that that, that woman is dead to me. And I said, okay, that's fine. She's just, <laughs> that name or I will same to me. <laughs> yeah. But 
Anyway, so yeah, that was fun. That was a fun trip down memory lane. <laughs> and here yeah, we are. We, and then there was one more podcast, shall not be named. And then we made it to this. One, yeah, right? we had we had something else in between. And oh, but there was Saturday morning showdown. Don't forget Saturday oh, yeah, morning showdown. Saturday am showdown. Oh, I love that. That's where we talk about cartoons. We need to do that in yeah. the show. Hey guys, let us know if you want to do episodes on cartoons because we did that little archive video where we cussed a lot and talked about the fetishes. and we can do one where we don't do that talking about other awesome cartoons because like i'm in a cartoony kind of mood right now so like i'm totally game honestly i would be willing to revive saturday morning showdown as a bonus uh content feature for retro reset yeah if if peeps want to hear it let us let us know in the old in the old uh there's no comment boxes there no uh reviews (laughs) Uh, go on twitter go on facebook let us know Anyways, I guess we've been talking about 20 minutes. We should probably give some sort of explanation as to like what's going on here. Where's oh, yeah. So this is, this, is a, this is side quests. We are skipping uh, a couple weeks, actually. We're taking this week off to give ourselves a little buffer room to get some more research done on the Chrono Trigger episode. It is a big one, um, and we really want to get it right. Uh, so we're just trying to put together as much as we can. Um, and you know what makes me so mad is one of my favorite podcasts just came out with a Chrono Trigger episode, uh, and they do like pop culture deep dives and stuff. So I'm like, I can't listen to this. I can't let it influence how I like structure my research. So I'm I'm a little you know I'm a little bummed that that's happening, but like who cares? Like they're way bigger than we are, so who's gonna know? <laughs> yeah, we'll try but, to make it special in our own ways because this one's gonna be a bit of a. So I don't. We haven't really explained how the structure of this one's gonna be a little bit different. So normally yeah. we do uh, one game in a part where we talk about kind of the background and then we go into the gameplay and stuff like this. So it's gonna be a little bit different. Right. We're gonna actually be doing an episode on the research. We're gonna be spicing it up with a little little something something in there, so it's not just a bunch of research. And then we're gonna do the same thing with the gameplay episode where it's going to be a pretty in-depth, like you're not only going to hear about how the games play, but you're going to sort of get a view into how I played it so that you can, we can sort of metaphorically as if you're sitting next to me, like, and you're watching me play it. So I'm yeah, trying, exactly. it's going to be sort of like, not so much a uh, explanation of what's going on, but like a, uh, an audio visual representation. You can sort of imagine yourself there, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, um, we want to bring you like, to the experience not only of living in that time, but also playing the game with us. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to have two episodes focused on Chrono Trigger. Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be great because like the second episode yeah. was going to be the gameplay episode. I'm thinking about adding a few extra tidbits in there to make it a little bit more interesting. Uh, have it. The structure may change from episode to episode because this will be the first one. But I'm trying right. to make the outline to where you as listeners will be able to be like, oh, yeah, I was at this part and I did this because Chrono Trigger is just huge i mean you said there's 14 endings i think so i think there's 12 or 14 endings i haven't looked it up because you know i'm not allowed but yeah but this is just what i heard this is supposed to be like 14 endings but yeah and it's huge and i'm gonna try to make it show i'm not just i like as anybody could say you know i played through this i did this and did this i wanted to like be like well i got to this boss and i met with this guy and i was just like trying to and like i went back to this place Trying to make it seem mm-hmm. like, you know, you're with me every step of the way instead of just me sweeping over it. That's the idea. So it'll be fun. It'll be exciting. It'll be different. But I, we apologize that it isn't out this week because, like you said, uh, we're yeah. we kind of got swamped with uh, life as it happens. You know, uh, yeah, I just and got done doing a little It's my today, it's, so. <laughs> it's it's my favorite game. And I really want us to, you know, yeah, wanna I want to do right. it right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like an important episode. I feel like this is like a microcosm of what our show is all about. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, we're really excited to bring that to you. We'll also be taking a week off for 4th of July, just to spend some time with our families. Yeah. Uh, so keep that in mind. It's going to be a minute before the Chrono Trigger episode comes out, but I promise it's going to be worth it. Um, it's going to be really exciting and fun. Okay. So that we should probably get started uh, doing the actual episode since it's yes. been like half an hour now. Yes. Um, so today we're taking fan suggestions for discussion topics. We have a couple of those, and we also have a lot of uh, iTunes reviews to read out, uh, which, by the way, if you did your iTunes review already, by now the contest is over. So we will reveal on our next episode who won that contest and who's getting the prize. Um, but for now, as we're recording this, we still have like four days before. Yeah. 
but you guys uh, before know, we know. Well, I'm sure we'll yeah. we'll let you we'll let you know on the whole meads that the uh, door is coming to a close. Yes, exactly. We'll we'll post out about that. But if you're listening to this now, then that doesn't matter to you because it's already it's over. It's over. It's done. Forget yeah. it. Contest unless, is over. You're done. Unless you're an entrant, then at which point get excited. You might have won. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Who knows? Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Shh. Yeah. Just, <laughs> okay. Just wait, All right. So, uh, as we explained earlier, we... Um, okay, fine. Dang, sorry. <laughs> so as we explained earlier, Chrono Trigger isn't here yet. It's coming. Obviously, yep. we went all through all that. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of an extra long uh, bonus episode, I guess, kind of. Yes. And where we're going to be doing uh, this is going to be material brought to us from the viewers. Discussion topics. Am I right? Yes. So Heck our yeah. first our first one comes from H808 on Twitter. Uh, that's at H808 underscore beats. If you want to follow his Twitter, um, underrated favorite games. Uh, okay. Do you want me to go first? He says, go first? He, he says mine's got to be Diddy Kong Racing. All my friends hate it, but I love it. Which I don't kidding? understand that's... how you hate Diddy Kong Racing. That's, that's a good game. I didn't think that was an underrated game. I love that um, game. I feel like everybody loves Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, or or they say that they don't like it. Just say, oh, it's a kitty game. When they actually well, do, they go home and I play I don't it, like you know? Diddy Kong. More like Kitty Kong. More like, like Diddle Kitty pleasure. Kong. Games okay. for pedophiles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, so what Can would I you say your kid? underrated favorite is? Uh, my underrated favorite has to be uh, Quest 64. Oh, I haven't played it, but I saw you play it. It's very mediocre of a game, but for some uh-huh. reason, I just adore it. I don't know why. Well, I mean, that's like a game that you know is be- not great that you love. I don't know if that's yeah, underrated. No. Like, what's a game that you feel like nobody else seems to like, but you think is actually a really good game? Oh, OK. So you're talking about like not just nostalgia, I guess. I think yeah, it is like, a good game because, you know, you get to it's simple, but it does it well, you know, and right. uh, like I said, it is underrated because I don't think a lot of people like that game. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I, so I was like, thinking like, you know, like I, I like I love Sonic R, but I know yeah. it's bad. Are you talking about like games that are universally hated that you like? Not necessarily universally hated. I guess underrated is the right word. I just, yeah. you know. I, I I thought you were saying, you know, Quest 64 is mediocre and people think it's mediocre, but I enjoy it. Oh, no, no. I, I know it's 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 a mediocre in its design, but you have to realize it's an early in 64 game. Despite That's its true. mediocrity based like on its game design, I still love the crap out of it. Right. I see I what you're saying. Any day. Like any. It's one of those games like, I, I you know, I play it and then like a year later, I'm like, yeah, I could probably play it again, even though it is pretty hard. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard for me to say like like I'd say Lagoon. I mean, Lagoon is one of my favorite games. And I think it's actually a pretty good top down like action RPG, but people hate on it. Yeah, You got a CIB like, version of that, don't you? I do. Like I did that on purpose. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. So I really actually love that game. And I think I think it gets too much flack. I think as a as a top down like action rpg it's not as good as some of the others that's true but it has incredible music and nobody ever talks about that nobody ever talks about lagoon's music but it's like one of the best soundtracks on the super nintendo it's very unique too cuz like listening to it listening to a lot of <clears throat> like games like street fighter and stuff like that you're like you hear that music and you're like oh that's an amco game or oh that's a rare game or oh that's a uh uh, you know, a first party game, you know, you get, or it's idea. a Mega Man X game. Yeah. It's That's like a Jericho game. Like, cause every game yeah. has a, has a, uh, did I say Namco for, uh, for, for street fighter? I, yeah. That's a Namco game. <laughs> Capcom, Capcom, Capcom. Sorry. You know, that anyway. music in, in, uh, in Pac-Man was really iconic. Waka, waka, yeah. waka, 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 That's, that's the song. That's exactly what it sounded like. Yeah. That is an accurate rendition. Uh, you don't want to post this episode anymore because we will get flagged. Like, <laughs> oh, that's the Pac-Man theme song. <gasps> Clearly. Wait, this isn't YouTube. Never mind. We're good. Get out of cool. here. Get out of YouTube. You're banned. Yeah. You're not allowed to listen to YouTube. Anybody at YouTube, if you're listening, if you're working at YouTube and listen to this, get away. Shoot. 
Yeah. yeah. So what were you saying about the music? So anyways, the music is the music sound chip or the music sound from that game is very unique because I haven't heard a lot of games that sound similar to that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it has its own sound, but it doesn't. Yeah, there's no other like games from that company to compare it to. Yeah. Or not enough that, you know, I feel like they they definitely got a unique sound for their own game and you don't feel like it. It it sounds like a metal soundtrack to me. Sounds like somebody who was really into heavy metal. Yeah, it's kind of a balance of, I thought, heavy and kind of whimsical at times and very uh, like the town music was really good and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's like fantasy music with a bass line that sounds like a rock song. Yeah, I thought it's got it has drums and bass that sound like rock songs and melodies that sound like fantasy. Yeah. Other than like the sound, like some of the songs sound just like straight up hair metal. Yeah. And it's really good. It's I, I I think it's it's underrated gameplay wise because people give it way too much crap for just being like average. Yeah. You know, um, but the music really elevates it and makes it something special, in my opinion. And, and just like I said, nobody does remixes of Lagoon. But even though it's it's probably, in my opinion, up there with some of the best soundtracks on the Super Nintendo, it's iconic. Yeah. But it's just attached to an average game, unfortunately. Sort of like nobody remembers Pictionary on the it's NES. True. But everybody knows that song. Because, yeah. you know, it's he so fouls. good. It's yeah, Timmy Falls, dude. Hell yeah. Um, okay, so our second question comes from the Unexceptionals podcast on Twitter. That's ha- uh, at underscore Unexceptionals. If you could go back in time and play a game for the first time again, which game would you pick? So, like... It does have to be a game we played or a game we haven't played. Just any game. Any game you've played that you could like, if you could just, I'm assuming if you could just erase it from your memory and experience it for the first time oh, again. Oh yes, when you're a kid with that same Which mindset. One? Yeah. You know what would be right, and what? it's a shame because honestly, it would have completely changed the way I thought of uh, turn-based RPGs, and it would have mm-hmm. to be Chrono Trigger. Because if I had played Chrono Trigger first before I played Final Fantasy, I yeah. think it would have changed my opinion of Final Fantasy dramatically. Uh-huh. Because Final because Chrono Trigger's battle system is just butter. It's just butter. And, it's so uh, good. There's no... I think I mentioned this. I, I mean, I won't go into too much detail because that episode's not in out yet. But I mentioned somewhere in the outline about how there's no... Uh, it's great that there's all the enemies that are on there are on screen. There's no break for the battle there's no like uh cut scene you know like a little effect no cut no battle effects right you know how you like you walk up to an enemy in a random battle and it's like dude 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 and then it's in the battle yeah so that they don't do any of that it's all super smooth it's similar to, it, it just runs together real well like butter so like yeah if i had played that back when it first came out and of course it would be one of those games that have to rent you know because mm-hmm. i didn't know about it unfortunately it wasn't a game i talked about in the schoolyard back then uh, mm-hmm. people, people at my school were all about Pokemon. It was Pokemon. As soon as we started talking about video games, all Pokemon, it's all mm-hmm. everybody wanted to talk about during that era. But yeah. unfortunately I didn't get a chance to play Chrono Trigger, but if I did, I, I think like that's one game I really wish I got the chance to play back then. Cause if I did, it would have changed my opinion about turn-based RPGs a lot. Right. I think, you know, I really enjoy the memories I have about playing Chrono Trigger, but the first time I played it was on a keyboard and I'll talk more about this next week or next time we have an episode. But um, I would say if I could go back and make myself play it on the system as a kid, I would. Yeah. But just so I have a different answer, I would, it's hard to say because there's a lot of games that I, I have very good memories about playing for the first time. And part of me is like, well, it'd be great to play this and experience it again. But erasing my memories of the first time I played it would take away such a huge part of who I am, you know? Yeah, I know. So it's hard to say that I would want to erase those memories. Like, I couldn't go... I wouldn't want to erase Sonic 2 from my memory because that was, like, my eighth birthday. Well, I know, but you have to, like... Yeah, it's it's all... You have to take nostalgia out of the factor and just... uh... Just imagine yourself in that mindset where you were when that game was available. And then, like, you know, connecting... I would say... If it's any of them, it would be Sonic Three and Knuckles because oh, yeah? Sonic Three, Sonic Three and Knuckles. I didn't, I didn't play Sonic Three until a lot later because my mom didn't buy it for me. 
I had Sonic yeah. and Knuckles, but I didn't play Sonic 3 until I was older. So if yeah. I could go back and play Sonic 3 as a kid, I think it would have blown my mind. Sonic 3 already blew my mind, but yeah. it would have been it would have completely changed my perception of Sonic as a kid because I didn't play it until it was on PC. I didn't play it until it was on PC and had the worst soundtrack. That was the first time I played Sonic 3 and oh, yeah. that sucked. That sucked hard. <laughs> yeah. See, like yeah, I would like Sonic 3 especially cuz like I remember seeing that when I was a kid and like knowing that there was a cartridge that you stuck into another cartridge just blew my mind back then mm-hmm. as a kid. I was like, holy crap. You know, this is like a super game because there's two games attached to each other, you know, because I know the yeah, game dude. genie existed back then. But like the thought that there was an actual like first party licensed game that connected to another game to make like a super awesome. It just blew my mind as a kid. Yeah. It did mine too. And I had Sonic and Knuckles because a friend left it at my house and I guess didn't want it back. He just never like I, we didn't hang out much and he didn't seem to care. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to give it back to him at one point and he's like, eh, I'm too old for Sega now. And I'm like, well, it's mine. All right. Fine. And that's how I got Sonic and Knuckles. But Sonic 3, I never got. So the, the lock on technology for me was just putting Sonic was putting Knuckles into Sonic 2, which was great. Yeah. But like, you know. Not the same as playing Sonic 3 and Knuckles together because it's this huge experience. Yeah, if I could so- play that all at once, all over again as a kid, I would have done that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was it's so it was so cool just seeing that and I don't know. It blew my mind when I was a kid and I didn't even know I did like my brother owned a Sega, but we weren't super yeah. into Sega, but even seeing that, like kind of like, whoa, you know, that's super cool. Nintendo don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, well. Uh, so here's, here's the next one. I think there's a great question. Thank you to the unexceptionals. Oh yeah. 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 And and H808. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So our third uh, question comes from our email and this is from pizza man productions, uh, pepperoni, pepperoni, quick question. Aroni. Do I need to hold my applause again? I would, I would play his theme song, but, uh, all of our sound effects broke for this episode. So, that's not actually how the song goes but it's fine uh okay so he says sup lads now much of my gaming experience with retro sorry much of my experience with retro gaming comes from watching my three elder brothers play old classics like ocarina of time or chrono trigger in fact chrono trigger was probably one of our first proper console games so my question is if you have any, what are some of your favorite memories watching siblings, parents, or friends play games? At follow-up, can you remember the first game you played by yourself with no one by your side? Thankies, McSpankies, Pizza Man. Oh, he didn't even tell me to hold my applause that time. Oh, no, no, no. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, who's, okay. So, like, um, watching siblings play. So, uh, my parents. brother. What? Siblings, parents, or friends. Oh, okay. So the only person I really watched was my brother because mm-hmm. he was the only one that played video games at the time. Right. He wasn't much of a console gamer. I don't have a lot of memories because I remember he played Link to the Past first. And he yeah. also played Earthbound first, but I don't remember how far he got into it. What a dick. I remember getting really excited whenever he did because I don't know how it was for anyone else, but like... It was always whenever my brother would start playing video games, I always get super hyped up because I was really into watching him play games. Like I love uh-huh. watching people play games. I thought it was mm-hmm. really cool, which might be an inspiration as to why I made a channel. But uh, yeah, I have several like I remember watching my dad play F-Zero and I remember watching my mom play it. And uh, and I remember my mom helping me through uh, Bubsy. That was fun. It's mm-hmm. pretty fun. And she also helped me through uh, F-Zero. F-Zero was just, it was, I guess, probably one of the more iconic games when I was a child because I have a lot of memories with that one. And I also have mm-hmm. a lot of memories with Fallout 2, Fallout 1, Fallout 2. Is that weird? Mm-hmm. Just randomly. Because I watched my brother play that the most, I think. Yeah. But I watched my brother play games until I was like 12. So right. <laughs> 12, 15. <laughs> but even though, like, before I started playing my own. But I think I'd have to go with F-Zero because... My most profound memory of this one was because uh, what would happen would I was playing the game by myself. I was in that transitionary period where I was mm-hmm. learning to play the games, so getting the fine motor skills in order to play the games. And right. I get to Firefield or no, uh-huh. it was the King Cup. 
and fight and F zero. And I, in, in the first track I could kind of do, but it got too hard. So mm-hmm. I had to have my mom come in and like beat it for me. And I got to watch her beat it. And like, you know, that was probably a mash of both questions, but <laughs> that's probably <laughs> one of the more yeah. profound memories. That's a good one. That's a good memory. I think you've told me about that a couple times. You, yeah. you watching your mom play that and Bubsy. Yeah, I think I might have um, mentioned it earlier in one of the podcast episodes. Yeah, I like, think we we talked about that a long time ago. But yeah, that's uh, but it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. You you know, I think I think people will still want to hear it again, even you know, even if they're just terribly bored. <laughs> I'm know, just kidding. It's fun hearing the same thing over and over again. It's great. Yeah, man. you know, it's kind of yeah. Anyway, but I'm like, just kidding. That's a really I'm one good of those memory. people. Yeah, I'm one of those people that like when I think about video games of the past, I think about the past. Therefore, I will tell you about the past. So anyways, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Your turn. <laughs> OK, um, so I mean, my earliest memory in life and I've talked about this before, too. So, you know, I hope people don't fall asleep. But uh, my earliest memory is playing Sonic 1, uh, specifically not by myself. I was watching my cousins, I think, at my uncle's house play it when I was four or like three, something like that. I was really, really young uh, and I can't remember much before. So. But uh, they were playing Sonic 1 and they let me play the uh, special stages. But other than that, I would say one of my most favorite memories of watching somebody play a game was uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. I was friends with, um, do you remember Zeke Eastman? Yes. Yeah, so Zeke uh, invited me over to hang out. We had pizza and he had just bought uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. And he was like, uh, you can play if you want. I, was, I just wanted to watch. I was just like so excited that it existed and i was like yeah. i don't i don't want to play it right now because i want to play it myself you know i want to have that experience and not have to stop so i just want to watch you so i just sat there like all day and we just like hung out and he played <laughs> kingdom hearts 2 and uh we ate some like totino's like frozen pizza and just chilled it was great heck yeah that sounds awesome yeah. that actually brings up i know we kind of already did my piece but i'm gonna add a little bit to that yeah so uh, this was what I wanted to do at the bachelor party. This was one of the big inspirations for anybody's memory I had with uh, my brother and his birthday. Because mm-hmm. he had probably one of the coolest birthdays ever. And I was always super jealous of it ever since he did it. Because I never got to do it. Because I never had enough friends. Boo-hoo. And uh, so after the N64 came out, his birthday came along. And he decided to have this big video game like party and there's pictures uh-huh. of it somewhere so the n64 was hooked on the big screen they brought in a bunch of extra tvs and had like the super nintendo the regular nintendo the genesis all hooked right. up on different tvs and there were several friends over there eating pizza and playing games the entire night and i had to get locked in my room because i was getting in the way oh i didn't get to, i didn't get to participate at all because i was the dumb little brother oh. that sucks yeah well it comes with being the little brother i guess i was too much yeah. of an annoyance I mean, there's plenty so. of TVs. I think they could have let you play. And I was, yeah, and I was super jealous. I was always super jealous of that because th- at this point, yeah. the N64 had just come out and and mm-hmm. I was watching them play Mario 64 for the first time and my mind was blown. That Mario 64, those two games were just like yeah. iconic, like, holy crap, you know, this is right. the next level gaming. And I, this is when I got super into like video games was watching them play that. Yeah. Oh, so, man, I. I, I'll save this for another time, but I have a great memory of playing Super Mario 64 for, for the first time. It was like this crazy moment in my life when it was like everything changed. Yeah, I mean, it it's like, like hitting video game puberty, man. It really is. It's like, it, holy crap, people, this, is, this is what gaming can be, you know? Yeah, it, it's something that not very many people or no one will get to experience this anymore because they didn't grow up with 2D. But like having that transition and being right. there for the beginning of it and then playing like the iconic 3d game Mario or whatever. It was just, it was just like, you know? Yeah. It was this, every, everything like it was such an immediate connection to the character, right? A lot of 3d games up to that point hadn't been very 3d hadn't been very good. And sometimes there's some lag. Yeah. Um, but this was like, you had this direct connection to Mario. Yes. And you, you felt like you were controlling him directly and it was just so fluid and the 3D was just icing on the cake of how mind blowing the whole experience was. But oh, yeah, we'll was, talk about that when we do Mario 64, because we oh, definitely yeah. will do that. Yeah. Oh, man. Such a good game. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's 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 some good memories, man. That's yeah. Thanks, Pizza Man. The Pizza Man for sending that in. Preach. Good question. Let good me question. know if you want another a round of applause I can provide. <laughs> I am so, a good applauder. 
Apple. We have, excuse me, burp. We have one more discussion question tonight. um, And, you know, maybe this one would be more appropriate next week, but I'm going to do it now. Um, This is from uh, Jeff Pennington of M class podcast. And he uh, said, why do you think Chrono Trigger did so well and became a beloved classic uh, compared to the Dragon Quest series, which never caught on in the USA? Um, Why do you think that those two maybe had such different receptions here? Do you think uh, again? This that would be a good one for next week, but yeah, what the heck? We'll do it now. We'll do it as like a like a warm up to the next episode. Yeah, there you go. Whatever. This it's a good, a good te- segue. A teaser. A little teaser. Yeah. Good teaser. Um, my question is, I, and this is just a guess, but isn't this? What, did Chrono Trigger come out about the same time Dragon Ball Z started kind of taking off over here? <sighs> you know, I don't because I feel so. like that could no. play a factor. Maybe. No, nineteen ninety five. Um, I don't think Toonami started until 1999, if I'm not gotcha. mistaken. Okay. Well, the only thing I could guess, this is just yeah. my guess. I don't actually know why one did better than the other. I can, I can, I can speculate, but I don't know the exact logistic. Yeah. Like my guess is Dragon Quest for anybody who's played Dragon Quest before. Um, it's a good game. It's a good game. Came out in the NES, uh, several mm-hmm. iterations and several of them came out on the SNES, but most of them stayed over in Japan. Um, yeah, and I think the reason oh, they started as Dragon Warrior. I think the reason why Chrono Trigger did better is because it was a huge deviation uh, in the way that the formula worked. Now I, yeah. I didn't play any of the later ones, but as far as I know, they sticked with the traditional uh, top-down, like Final Fantasy esque kind of. You move your character on an overworld, and you get into random encounters, and you enter dungeons mm-hmm. and towns, stuff like that. This yeah. one changed the formula up completely. It revolutionized the way the battle system worked. And it's uh, it's definitely better of a graphical upgrade mm-hmm. than the other ones. So I, I think yeah. it just people whenever we got Chrono Trigger, uh, people were still enjoying Dragon Quest over there, and they enjoyed Chrono Trigger because they maybe they prefer the, that classic style more, or they just right. were more nostalgic about it. But for us, I don't think the U.S. really dug the whole 2D uh, random encounter, unless some of them the random encounters well, were insane. You know. I will say right. people people dug uh, Final Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy six. It's true, know? but and I think they, I, I go ahead. They we only because if you think about the Final Fantasy games, right? Mm-hmm. We only got one, two, and full. We got one, two, four, and six. We didn't even get five or three. Right. So, like again, I think that was showing that 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 sort of. I guess that type of RPG and that, that, uh, what's the word? Like that formula wasn't working as well. And then having that well, Chrono Trigger come in, kind of I don't, refreshed it. I don't know if the formula wasn't working very well so much as they weren't sure that it would work well. Cause they weren't making, Final, Fa- they were, Final Fantasy three sold really well. Final Fantasy three is a beloved game by most people. And it Final did, Fantasy seven still has random encounters and it worked fine. I don't think it has to do with, People no, no, not no. liking random encounters. I don't. It's not just the random encounters. It's just the formula. It's just the way that the the battles occur and the right. way that the that there's always that whole. You're out of town. You go adventuring. You go to a dungeon. You go to the next town. You go to a train. You know stuff like that. By yeah. six or three, they started figuring out that people were really into the story, and they started developing multi-story uh, character like multi-story mm-hmm. games or multi-story well, it, game. You know. And, you know, I can't speak to Dragon Quest's depth because the thing is, is a lot of it didn't come out here. I've played yeah. Dragon Warrior, and I think it's a good game for the time, but I haven't played any of the st- stuff in between. Uh, and people seem to love Dragon uh, Quest Eight. Um, I'm going to say it's good. Eleven is uh, good. I haven't played it yet, though. But I think, I think to a certain extent, a lot of companies were skittish about releasing turn-based games. And Final Fantasy III did really great. And Chrono Trigger came out when, you know, they were, uh, This we'll get into this next week, but Chrono Trigger was originally planned as like a disc-based game. It was going to yeah. be a CD game. Um, but they ended up going back to the SNES. So this was like the, the SNES's swan song. It was like the big deal. And Dragon Quest was an unproven quantity in America. And I think the companies, in my opinion, didn't know if it would do as well. And by the time Final Fantasy VI came out here, uh, the fate was already sealed. 
right? Yeah. The SNES was winding down by the time Chrono Trigger came out and they weren't releasing. So so at that point, it's like, well, there's no point in re-releasing these uh, Dragon Quest games in America because there's no time. So I think just because they, they just didn't invest in it, you know, uh, Final Fantasy has a huge presence here because they at least released every other one and they became huge hits. Uh, yeah, eventually, yeah. I mean, Final Fantasy VI was a huge hit when it came out in America at the time. Like, yeah, for for an RPG, it was a big hit. And by the time Final Fantasy VI proved that you could successfully release a square RPG in America, there was no time left to release any Dragon Quest games. That's just my like I can see perception that. of it. You know, it's like there's just no room left. There's no uh, there's no reason to do this because, you know, we're already at the end of the life cycle of this system. Well, see, my, my theory was and six by the time I guess because like Final Fantasy had quite the following by the time uh, the six came out. This is when Final Fantasy really started to yeah. pick up with its followers over here because I know mm-hmm. three, two was somewhat popular. I mean, like Final Fantasy two as in Final Fantasy four. Yeah. Final, Final Fantasy two. Yeah. Final <laughs> Fantasy. Final it Fantasy was, two four did well. It did OK, you know, but then yeah. like I don't think they were going to. I don't think it was either that or they didn't want to bring two big IPs over. So it would yeah. confuse people. I don't know the two. They probably picked whichever one they thought would do better and send it over. And right. I think Chrono Trigger, cr- yeah. Chrono Trigger got, I think more attention or, or, and in my opinion is more superior just because it changed the formula so dramatically. It's different. It, and it's it changed the formula dramatically. It brought together like the best in the business and, and they made a masterpiece. My issue is that, people still remember Final Fantasy more like Final Fantasy has a larger profile in Chrono Trigger because they never came out with any more games. And again, people were moving on to 3D consoles when Chrono Trigger came out. Yeah. Again, like you said, it was the swan song, right? It was the magnum opus. Yeah. Okay. And it truly, in my opinion, was the best game on the Super Nintendo. And it's my favorite game. So like I'm biased, but it's um, it's definitely up there for mine. But yeah. I think it's definitely a more innovative game than Dragon Quest is without having played Dragon Quest. So I can't say that Dragon Quest is bad, but from my knowledge of it, just from reading about it over the years is that it did not innovate on the, um, yeah, that's what I was saying. RPG formula in the same way. So I'm, I'm totally with you there. I'm, a, I'm yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm yeah. They're, they're yeah. They obviously one was more popular kind of toward the end of SNES's life cycle. And then it would grow because that fan base, they fed, they stuck with Chrono, they stuck with that and kind of left Chrono Trigger in the wind. Now Chrono Trigger did get a sort of sequel, but I guess we'll talk about that in the other episode. Yeah. Which we may do uh, that game at some point. Yeah. And I think that might be why it kind of petered off as far as like the popularity in the Chrono Trigger series goes because they had this really high quality game to just kind of a mediocre one. So that might have had something to do with it. But yeah, thank you so much for that question. I hope that answered some parts of it. Yeah. (laughs) Which I, I'm probably going to play the new Dragon Quest. I hope it's really good. Oh yeah, totally. I'm going to buy it on switch. I'm super pumped about it. Yeah, me too. I'm excited that they put the real soundtrack in there. That's, that's all I really care about. Yeah. Switch Switch knows what they're doing. Yeah, man. They just got, um, they got Devil oh, go May ahead. Cry on there recently, which is weird. But <laughs> the original for some reason. Yeah, I was really confused. I was like, "Oh, did the new Devil May Cry come out?" No, the original one. That's not great. <laughs> it's okay. You have to fight a giant. It's fine. Chicken. That fixed camera bothers me. I hate it. Yeah, that's the same reason. I mean, I'm okay with sometimes Resident Evil Two isn't that bad. I just hate I, the controls. Yeah, but like Devil May Cry is like a more of a beat 'em up, isn't it? I can't remember. It's been a long time it's since I played the original. Kinda, you could call it that. It's not very. It, it's yeah. It's more of a hack and slash. Yeah, hack and slash. That's you know, beat 'em up is just hack and slash without swords. Yeah. <laughs> true. That's true. I can't. I can't argue with that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a true statement. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a that's a weird release. Um. Okay, so let's let's get on to our uh, our user reviews because that's all the questions we have for today, and we really appreciate you guys sending those in. Yeah. and we hope you, you have any more? we hope you enjoyed our little romp down memory lane as well. 
yeah, if you have any more questions, make sure to post them in the usual spots. We might do another one of these episodes. Also, yep. if uh, any of these questions intrigued you, uh, we might post them in Facebook or I don't know. I don't know what's the best platform to use because I'm not I'm not up to date with the, with the cool kids. But we can. We can I would have, say tweet us because that's yeah. where we'll we'll probably see it more. Nobody we uses might pick Facebook. one and hear some of your guys' opinions, and we can talk about them next episode yeah. too. So yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys again. And here's some five star reviews, which you may be the winner if you're in this list. Maybe. Yes, it's possible. Uh, so first we have a uh, review from Jerk Jersh on the 6th of June. And he says, entertaining and informative. Retro Reset is great. It's a fun journey through the great games with plenty of information and memories from a bygone era. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Josh. Ma'am? I think it's a, a man. His oh. name is Josh. Oh, thanks, Josh. I, didn't know I think so. Jersh seems like a, a name for Josh. Maybe. To me. Or... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we also have one from a Spencinator. And it says, a fun and informative podcast. Having been a fan of previous projects that Alan and Kyle have done in the past, which I don't know. Like, do you know who this person is? Nope. Okay, I was just not not saying like, oh, I don't know who this is, like like trying to be a jerk. I mean, we have like, an endearing do, fan that we don't know. Do we know that? Do we know this person in real life? Is my question. I don't know anybody named that goes by that name. Okay, well then, awesome. That's even better because it's a person who just loves our show. <laughs> I'm saying this to say if you if you don't know us in real life, then that's even better because we're, we're super happy that you found us. Um. But having been a fan of previous projects that Alan Kyle have done in the past, I have to say that this podcast is another audio masterpiece. The podcast has oh. Alan and Kyle play a video game without getting any help from online walkthroughs or YouTube videos. They also provide, uh, along with a gameplay review, the history of the game, any extended media and advertisements for the game. If this all sounds amazing to you, then what are you waiting for? Subscribe and start listening now. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, Bensonator. That was super nice, right? Yeah, I think he wins. He wins. Ruffle over ring of ten. Uh, yep, yep. We're just gonna do this. <laughs> we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna do this based only on like how nice yeah. people are to us. Whoever panders most to our uh, yeah. to our egos wins. <laughs> um, okay. Jk. So Jk. Jk. This, Thank you, Spencerator. Thanks, man. This next one comes from Lance McSteel, uh, and it man. says, "My retro has been reset." I'm gonna say this in my best Lance McSteel voice. Okay. I grew up with three older brothers who introduced me to the classic games that all came out before I was born. Hearing these two lads talk about those same games gives me a different kind of nostalgia from most of the others who listen to this would probably get. It harkens me back to just staring, starting my gaming days when I bought my first GameCube for $40 and my brothers deemed me trustworthy enough to touch their older consoles. This podcast gives me that sitting on the couch between two of my brothers while they play everything from Zelda to Halo 5. In short, it's a nice. Uh, in short, it's nice. Give it a listen. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Lance McSteel. Also, awesome name. I can't wait to see your action yeah. movie coming out next summer. It's it's very much like an action movie name. I think it he's going to be in the like next it. Taken. I'm I'm I like it and I'm sad that I couldn't have thought up that name. Taken four, Lance McSteel's Revenge. Yeah. Hit or or Lance or, McSteel wait, wait. and John Wick team up. His, Nobody the name of his... a chance. <laughs> they killed every dog in the planet. Now they're going to the other planets. <laughs> to kill those. To, to to avenge the dogs, not kill more. They didn't kill the dogs. The bad guys killed the, the dogs. All the dogs, so they're gonna kill all the bad guys in every now, in the whole multiverse. Now they're going to Ghost Planet, where dogs go when they die, and they're gonna bring them back to life and take revenge on the universe for killing all the dogs. Yeah, that's. And when dogs come back to life, they have spacesuits and ships. Don't and question it. Don't. It's a good movie. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by so, the director of Birdemic. <laughs> and, uh, n- oh, crap. What is his name? Nguyen? Nguyen. 
Yeah, Nguyen. Oh. So, something Nguyen. I can't remember his first name. Some John. Dog planet with love. I don't know what you'd call it. Ghost dog planet. Lance McSteel 3. The Reckoning. There you go. It's got like five ultra subtitles. edition. <laughs> the ultra uncut edition. The director's commentary. And over 120 minutes of bonus footage and deleted scenes. Half of that bonus footage. Half of that bonus footage is just Keanu Reeves staring at a camera. Yeah, and say you're breathtaking. Starts Friday. Rated R. (laughs) Anyways, thank you, Lance Steele. Appreciate it. If we haven't really kind of went off that tangent, apologize. You have a cool name. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Okay, (laughs) moving on. Okay, so the last review uh, that we have for today comes from Mosley Shores, a longtime fan um, and one of the biggest supporters of the podcast that shall not be named. Uh, So super cool person. Uh, Yeah, not to Mosley Shores. Rip to the podcast that shall not be named. Yeah, to the podcast that shall not be named. Um, So uh, she says, nostalgia time. Nostalgia time. I did it again. God dang it. Okay, I got this, I swear. I'll have to, yeah, I'll pay a dollar every time I say nostalgia. Like some kind of Easterner. Okay. One dollar. I swear I'm getting there. (laughs) This podcast creates the space and the memories when gaming was so different. Calling into a hotline for tips, reading the latest issue of Nintendo Power, or chatting with friends at school about levels and secrets. Full of history about games, adverts, culture around the time to really build the scene as well. It's a real journey back to an era that wasn't long ago, but as far as technology goes, it's a different world. Heck yeah. Very eloquently put. I like it. Basically just encapsulates what our podcast is about. I mean, if you want a description about what retro reset is about, I I could just put that in our description and it would be perfect. Can we do that? Can we just do that? We're going to do that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Copy paste. JK. I mean, we don't want to do that. We're not that way. I don't think we are. We might paraphrase. And again, uh, Mosley Shores, uh, we appreciate your continued support. You're the best. Thank you. And thank you to everybody who 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 listens and and who leaves feedback. Not even if you leave feedback. If you're enjoying this and creeping in the in the back of the room and not wanting to say anything, thank you so much for listening. You're awesome. Yeah. And same goes to everybody who left a review. You're all awesome. You're all breathtaking. You're all breathtaking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! First one. Yeah, you. Nobody has ever said that before. Not to a crowd. (laughs) Well, this has been fun. I want to do another fan episode at some point. This is great. Heck yeah. I do enjoy these. These are nice. You know, it's good to do a retro reset on our gaming brains, but it's also nice to do like a reset on our altogether brains. No? Altogether brains. Just like the whole brain. You know, sit and just chat with a friend about yeah. video games and with your listeners and followers about video game stuff. It's great. This is great. I had fun. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, thanks guys for listening to this episode of side quests. Um, if you want to hear another one of these, uh, let me know, like put it up on the Twitter, send us an email at retro at gmail.com. Um, we would always love to hear about your ideas for another, uh, you know, another one of these, if you have some more discussion topics you want to do or, or whatever, we'd love to do it. Yeah. Make and hopefully sure next also... time we won't spend 20 minutes recapping our, uh, <laughs> Our careers is like, which is kind of funny. So like we went over our careers, but yeah. And and nostalgia of our past. And then we ended up doing that more later on. And yeah, accidentally. (laughs) It's It's all good. Yeah. But Hey, you still have plenty of time to call in with your memories and tips about Chrono Trigger. Give you a little extra time. This is actually why we're doing it. We just want more phone calls and texts about it. So yeah, totally more material. That's the whole reason. It's not because yeah. like we're both swamped with work and I suck. <laughs> um, yeah. You don't suck. You're a good person. You're just media. You're you're minimally exceptional. <laughs> you're all right. <laughs> it's a euphemism. You minimally exceptional. I give How would you like a, to be told that about your child. He's I give you a two point nine out of five. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> kind of okay. You're kind of <laughs> not. You're you're just above intolerable. I'd give you a D minus. I'm just kidding. 
Okay, guys, I'll take it. I, I feel like I have to say that every time because I'm like I'm obviously doing a bit, but I don't want anybody in the world to think that I'm I'm mean to Kyle. You know, I, mean, I don't. Shut up, Kyle! I didn't tell you to talk. Okay. All right. I wasn't finished. Okay. (laughs) Do I have to waterboard myself again like you told me to do last time? Yes. For at least two hours this time. Oh, okay. Two hours for every infraction. Anyway. And I don't think I like your tone. (laughs) Anyways, guys. So uh, this took a weird turn. I'm going to go waterboard myself. Uh, We like to thank everybody for listening and make sure to stay tuned. Uh, There's actually going to be two dates I'm going to remind you of. Stay tuned on the 8th when – actually, remember the 8th because we won't be posting anything on the 8th. That will be like a bye week. We're going to be probably recovering from our firework burns, and uh, we're just going to (laughs) try to take a week off to get – to catch up and formulate some plans and such. Have a planning period, you know, all classes have them. And another another date to remember, mostly just – not really to remember. This is just one I'm pointing out for Alan's sake is January 8th of 2020. What's that? What happens on 2020? That is the day my baby will be born. What the, are you kidding me? No, Devin is pregnant. Are you kidding me right now? Nope. Are you announcing this on the show? Yes, I am. (laughs) Ah, what? Yep. I'm peeking the audio really bad. Congratulations, man. That's Thanks. so exciting. I know. It's crazy. I've been trying. I've been holding that in my chest for like 10 weeks. Wow. Oh, my God, man. Ooh, wait off my, I haven't told my family yet, but they don't listen uh, to the am podcast. I the, am, I the fir- so. am I the first person to know? Uh, no. I, we're, Devin already told most of her family, and I told my brother. But my uh, brother, I was trying. Sickening. I'm sorry, but he's he, he kind of surprised my parents with how he announced his pregnancy and or his wife's pregnancy, and I wanted yeah. to bounce ideas off of him. And he's been through this before, so I, I yeah, of course, somebody has been through it. So anyway, yeah, so gonna be a dad next year. Oh my god, I can't believe it, man. Yeah, I'm so happy for you. I am super excited. Oh, a little bit nervous, but super excited. So it's gonna be well, some major changes in, around here. Uh, Better not in for interfere with the podcast. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I won't. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll shut the baby up. Don't worry. Yeah, just you know, if it, <laughs> just... if, it if it interferes with the podcast, I'm gonna need you to drop it off a cliff. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> but anyways, guys. So, uh, bye.